How's it going, folks? I'm Graham Boyd, Xbox Live's AC Bongos, and you are listening to the Party Chat Podcast. It's the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Xbox On. Game on, baby! Woo! Hello and welcome to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. It's the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host this week, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by our lord and savoury snack. It's Jesus Christ, delicious cheese. Good evening, my children. (laughs) And I never wrote down a fancy intro for him. I think the last time I said he's not left, he's not right, he's Windows Central. It's Jess Gordon. (laughs) <laughs> still, still not good, is it? It's, just, it's, it's okay. Just the scoff. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not responding to that. That's terrible, Ross. Just, just can you use, use some tweaks, yeah, maybe? Hashtag Jess, please. <laughs> so well, well, welcome well, back, we, Jess. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Back surprised, the, surprised you asked me. Back for the third. It's only because Jesse's not available. You're like a poor man's Uncle Jesse. Well, the the name's similar, I guess. Yeah, you know, at, at least you're not American. It's a very European podcast this week, so we, we can all be snooty, yeah, uh, self-important Europeans. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I'm good at that. I'm, I'm pretty good at that, yeah. <laughs> well, traditionally, we start this with what we've been doing or playing this week. So, as our guest this week, Jez, what have you been playing or doing? Give us a little overall view of what you've been doing well i've been writing surface embargo the last couple of days because there's going to be a new surface pro device announced uh probably by the time this podcast goes out probably so yeah it's it's, uh, it's post so (laughs) yeah that'll be all over the internet but when it comes to xbox um i've been playing quite a variety of games i've i've just i've decided to myself um, instead of trying to complete every game, because I simply don't have time, I'm just going to play a little bit of many games, just so I've got, I understand what they are, <laughs> and um, complete the ones that I really enjoy straight away. I know that um, feel. So, yeah. So, I've been playing quite a lot of games this past week. I've been playing The Surge quite a bit. Oh, how's I really that? enjoy The Surge. It's really fun. It's like, um, it's like, a, I find it, now this is weird, because I find it to be easier than Dark Souls. But other people have said to me that it's harder than Dark Souls, and I think that just might be hardcore Dark Souls players who are like really, really good at Dark Souls and they're having to relearn the surge or something. Mm. But I've I, I found it easier than Dark Souls personally, as someone who doesn't play Dark Souls very much because I'm really bad at it. So um, I'm enjoying that. It's it's a uh, basically a sci-fi Dark Souls. I mean that's how people describe it. Yeah, you know? that's what it it's, looks uh, like. Yeah, I got the the winding open levels and, uh, you know, hardcore, you get two-shotted combat sort of thing. But there's, like, interesting progression mechanics, like you chop enemies' limbs off to get their, uh, to get schematics for their armor and stuff, and you can craft your own armor, get your own weapons and upgrade them, and there's this, um, there's some cool, like, addictive progressionary mechanics to it. And the enemies are all robots that have gone mad because of some, I presume, some hacker sort of thing. The story's kind of rudimentary to the gameplay, I think. But, um, 
But yeah, it's pretty fun. If you like those sorts of games, that is hardcore action RPG. Souls-like people have been calling it, I yes. think. Yes. So, um, also I've been playing... Um, I've got... <laughs> I started over again in Destiny. Because I haven't played Destiny since the base game. And with all the Destiny 2 hype that's going on, I thought, you know what? It's about time that I got back into Destiny and actually find out what they added after the base game. Because when Destiny came out, I wasn't really a journalist or a writer or anything. So I didn't really look at it in the same way that I might look at it now in a more critical way, maybe. So I've gone back to start playing Destiny, but man, the connections the connections in that game are so bad. Like, it took me like two minutes to log in. Really? Yeah, I don't know if everyone else has that experience, but it's really bad for me. My, my internet speed's not too bad, I don't think. <laughs> like 100 meg down. Yeah, wow. And I get like 70 meg transfer speeds over Xbox Live, but I can't log into Destiny properly. So I'm not super impressed with it so far, but um, it's yeah, it's destiny, you know. It's, it's a, I just kind of see it's a it's a thing people like. Some people like, you know. But I played it. I just kind of see it as a and, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. But like you know, I played through all the content once with my friends, and I was like, that was sweet. Okay, thanks, and and that was it. Like yeah, not the, gr- the grind. That I just can't get into. Yeah. I, that's pretty much what I did. I, I played, I did the first raid once, yeah. and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm done with this game now." <laughs> and I just didn't look back. So, like the same as you. But um, other than that, uh, what have we been playing? I bought City Skylines on PC. Oh, and um, because I wanted to try out the new the new expansion, the mass transit thing. Um, I've been trying to get it out of Paradox. Whether the other expansions will come to Xbox, like they on Xbox, they did the After Dark expansion for free and then they've also got the the disasters expansion which adds it adds tornadoes and meteors and stuff like that like the old school simc and they've also got um oh, what was the other expansion i can't remember but the one that came out yesterday was uh the mass transit expansion for pc which adds like all these new travel features and and gives you more control over the roads because i think the road system on xbox one is like kind of weird like it's like the 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 cars sort of get congested really easily because they're not that intelligent but the mass transit expansion gives you more control over where the cars go so i was i've been trying to get it out of them whether those expansions will come to xbox but they haven't been they haven't said yet so far so they're fins right that uh, means i could just like walk over to the office and bang on the window yeah do that do that <laughs> just just put my face against the glass and start breathing really heavily <laughs> guys let me in <laughs> yeah because that's not weird though. yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's pretty much it although i do want to give a quick shout out to one game that i've been playing like on and off in between other games there's this game called butcher i don't know if you guys have seen this the, the no. 2d 2d it's, doom yeah it's like a side-scrolling doom it's really fun it's it's like uh pixel art and the art's really great it's really gory the gunplay is really satisfying and the sound effects are uh, visceral, should we call them? And it's by the developers of a really old game called Soldat. Um, maybe anyone remember that? But Soldat was quite like quite popular for a little while on PC. Um, yeah, it's a really good game, and it's on Xbox One, and it's super cheap, and it's well worth it. And also, a little birdie told me it might be coming to Xbox Play anywhere, so it might be worth checking out. Yeah, I saw Major mm. Nelson pipping that on Twitter when it first came out. It's a good game. It's a really good game by Crunching Koalas. I think the de- developers call them Crunching Koalas. Yeah, it's a strange <laughs> name. <laughs> That's great. 
I just yeah. got an image of like a lot of koalas sitting about number crunching for some reason. That's what gets <laughs> you, With pencils behind their ears. That's slightly. <laughs> tell you're a bloody bureaucrat. <laughs> it's slightly more pleasant than the image I have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that makes me and Jez worse people or not. No, I think I'm worse. Um, <laughs> Reese, what about you? Okay, so this week I have been playing what probably quite a lot of people have been playing, and that is Phantom Dust. Because it was free. Did you guys download it yet? I've downloaded it, but not turned it on yet because I want to give it a good shot when I'm off work. Ah, see. Well, did you did you play it back on the OG Xbox? I did, and I can remember nothing about it. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, yeah, I, I turned it on and I, I played it back during the the, the old the good old days, um, and it was exactly as I remember. I uh, was really impressed with how good it looked, how good it's been cleaned up, um, and I uh, I basically just blasted through the tutorial in like. 15 minutes flat. I think I even got an achievement for how fast I did it. I was like, oh, that's that's just cheeky. Um, and then I, I, I tried to play online and couldn't find any games, and I was really upset. But, you know, being a European and playing something a bit niche like that, yeah, you, you know, you take the good with the bad. But uh, So I, I played that, and I've been playing still, grinding away at uh, Prey. In fact, once again, I stopped playing just before we started this uh this little interview here, so that I could uh, do this. But uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm 16 hours in, and uh, I still have no idea what's going on. It's such a good game. Um, See, I know the way you play. So 16 hours is like 100 for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't actually game as much as you. No, seem. Ex- exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's great. Like, I think it is. Probably the best story-driven horror game since Soma. Like, in fact, easily it is. Uh, right, okay, that's a, a pretty big claim. I know you like it, Jez, as well, because your Twitter profile was not a mimic and you were sending pictures all the time and your review, of course. So, Yeah, I, I adore I, it. I think it's brilliant. I'm, it's, it's my favourite. It's my, Behind the Witcher, it's like my favourite game. And I was in a one. game shop today. And it was half price already. Really? My yeah. God. Ugh, it's it's like, worth the money. Pick it up. It's great. Yeah, I'm think I'm going to pick it up, but usual about digital. Got my <laughs> got my shotgun fully upgraded. Oh, so good. Because <laughs> I'm playing on on the hardest difficulty, and I spent the first eight hours or so cowering in fear of the. The, the main enemies in the game because they are super deadly. You can't take on two at once unless you're like like really stocked up. They're really quite dangerous. Uh, but now that my weapons are starting to get uh, upgraded a bit, the guys who I used to be scared of, I can now get some of that sweet sort of video game catharsis and be like, what's up? And just kill one, you know, like one or two shots, point blank with the shotgun. It feels good, man. But of course, now they introduce scarier enemies that I can't actually spoil but it, it the jez probably knows what i'm talking about and there's an enemy that is absolutely terrifying and i was not expecting anything like that and i it, it, it's a recurring enemy i'll say that <laughs> and I, I i don't i no go away S- stay away please <laughs> it's it's the kind of enemy that makes you run and lock doors behind you and throw things at the doors to stop it from coming in the windows and it's yeah 
Ooh. Um, so <laughs> I just gave myself like PTSD. I also played uh, a bit of, I had a binge on the, um, the Forza Horizon DLC with the Hot Wheels. Yeah, I played that with Uncle Jesse last week. Ah, it's great. I, I mean, I, I, knew, fantastic. I knew it was going to be good, but uh, what, what really got me was how they, they actually kept the super realistic physics. So when you're like, going over the loop-de-loop or or going upside down or whatever, it's actually really nerve-wracking because you have to try and hold the car on the track. Like It's it's not like you know, Mario Kart where you just go upside down and you just sort of forget which direction you are. It, it's it's actually like really well done. Anyone interested in what I've been playing or will we just move on? No. Tell us, Ross. I've been playing nothing. What? I thought you said you were playing... <laughs> Oh, Forza Horizon. I, <laughs> I did play a bit of Forza Horizon when I was extremely drunk with Clay last week. Oh, so you can't, you can't remember playing anything. I can't remember playing it, <laughs> but yeah, I did. Um, I have been sitting on Beam watching other people play games Ooh. this week. Uh, and that game that I've been watching is Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Is that right? Yeah, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. That's Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I must have been under a rock to miss this game, and it's not an Xbox; it's a PC game. But man, that's how it looks like a lot of fun. I've been watching Quick Mike Yabara playing it. I've been watching a bunch of streamers play it. I think Josh Stein's been playing it. It's it seems to be the game that everyone's playing at the moment, and I just want this to come to Xbox One, please. Yes, so Reese, you don't know anything about this, so can I explain it to you? Please. So basically, the easiest way to describe it is they drop a hundred players on a map, and it's last man standing. Or, if you're doing teams, it's last team standing. The idea being that the play size will force you to go to, the map will force you to go to a certain area after a certain amount of time, so that everyone... Like Battle Royale? ...is within vicinity. Yep, exactly like Battle Royale. And you're basically looking for drops about the ground. You're looking for weapons, armor, everything. It but it just just sounds like it's a lot of fun. Battle Royale, the game, basically is That's great. Is that doing it justice, Jess? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, um, I haven't really checked it out that much, but it's like it's like the ultimate game for streaming because it's so it's so tense. When you're watching someone hiding in a building and they're just surrounded by everyone trying to kill them, like it's a total free for all if you play by yourself. Ugh, it's, you uh, only get one life. Yeah, you, you can't. You yeah. know, you can't. There's no respawning. It is literally when you're dead, you spectate or quit out. That is it. Yeah, it's literally a, a fight to the death. It's got vehicle controls in it. You're always thinking about your angles. You're you're constantly listening for for bullet sound. And it became my one of my most wanted games on Xbox this week from watching the stream. I know the developers said that they would like to bring it to console, but I'm just hoping at E3 they turn around and say, oh, this is coming on X date. Because I honestly think it would be so popular on Xbox and maybe a little bit of a fad. It's probably the fidget spinner of uh, gaming right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, meta, uh, I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun watching it so I can't imagine the amount of fun I'm going to have playing it. I'm holding off buying it on PC for some bizarre reason because I'm I'm really just wanting it to come out on Xbox so I can I can sit and play it with all years basically. I do that a lot. I um I got it on PC but I'm too scared to play it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Is this another World looks... of Warcraft moment for you, Jess? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like, I, I don't know, man. It's like, even when I used to play World of Warcraft PvP, I used to get really panicky. And I don't know why, because when I'm playing like Battlefield or, or you know, any other shooter, it's fine. But for some reason, when it's like, like one-on-one battles, I get really panicky for some reason. I, I know a lot and of like, people like that. In MOBA, yeah, in, in I, MOBAs too, they tend to, to choke. Yeah, it's it's really strange. It's only World of Warcraft and and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds where it's like if you die, you it's like it's the feeling of getting completely owned, I think. If you get killed <laughs> in Battlefield, it's like, oh you respawn, it's not that bad. And half the time when you die in Battlefield, it's because you were like half dead anyway, or you had low health, or you get hit by a random grenade or something. Or like you that. or you just spawn and a plane crashes into you out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like in Player Unknown's Battleground, it's like jewel after jewel after jewel, and it's like so many opportunities to get outplayed and realize how much of a noob you are. So <laughs> I think that's why there's like a, a weird nervousness about it. But, but, but uh, I heard I someone describe it today as the game that Wildland should have been, and I thought that was a good description. Yeah, Ghost Recon. Wildlands. Yeah, what I would rather call it is the game. The dead zone should have been in the division, maybe. Ah, oh, yeah. no, that's a fair comment. Yeah, true. But guys, before we move on, uh, I just want to throw out a dark quick, zone, not dead zone. Sorry. Quick uh, shout out to a bunch of guys on Twitter who are fans and uh, were, were were tweeting at me and at Ross and everyone else. Basically, uh, stick figure. I know you're listening, or at least you claim to be. So, uh, thanks for the shout out, guys. It's always nice to hear from fans. I just wanted to quickly mention that before I forgot, because we do it for you guys, and that that you know, sweet sweet sellout money. Whoa, I'm getting none of there that. There is no sellout. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi to all the um, Australian party chat pod it's, fans. It's it was good Australia. having interactions right. with you last week. But anyway, will we find out what's been happening in the subreddit this week? Let's do that. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat podcast. This week in the subreddit. So, first up, the first story comes from user Whiplash96, who let us know that this week, four years ago, Xbox One was officially revealed. And I'm just going to ask you a very, very simple question, guys, and one you maybe have to think about. But what is your favourite Xbox One moment? Moment? Yeah. Like, like favourite Doesn't have to be a game. Can... While using the Xbox yep. One? Favourite thing that's happened using Xbox One or a moment at a conference that you just get really excited about? Just something that is your favourite Xbox One moment from the last four years. Well, mine's easy, so I'll I'll give Jez a little bit of a break here. Give him a second to to sort of mute the headphones and think. But but I've already (laughs) told you guys what my favourite Xbox One moment was, and that was when uh, I used Skype on the Xbox One and... I got to basically uh, virtually attend my sister's wedding in Australia. Do you remember that story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My For anyone who's uh, listening who's not familiar, basically uh, my sister is getting married to an Australian guy in Australia, surprisingly, and uh, I could not be there. I'm in Finland right now, and uh, it, it was just, you know, too far, money, work, you know, all that awful real-life stuff. Ugh. 
Anyway, uh, so I couldn't go, but my cousin, who was there attending, brought his Xbox, and he convinced the guys to at the wedding planning to hook up a TV and the Xbox, and he tethered it to his phone with the Kinect, and basically my face was on the TV, and people and, and it was just sitting there, and I was sitting at home on my Xbox One, using the Skype, you could. and and I, I was watching, like, my view was like the television, so I could see the, the, the wedding, and people would just come up, and so they put, like, a seat in front of the television. I'm doing hand motions, you can't see. And uh, people came and sat down at the seat and talked to me, and they got up and left, and then someone else would come, and other people would crowd around, like, oh, what's this here? Yeah, so that was that was amazing, and uh, I, I actually made a thank you post about that and the major chimed in and a bunch of people from the Skype team chimed in and said like, you know, wow, this is amazing. So that that was easily my favorite Xbox One moment. It had nothing to do with games. Jez is gonna write that up tomorrow now. Um <laughs> <laughs> No 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 that's that, that's that's way too clickbait. I'll 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 speak to Kotaku. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Jez, what about you? Oh man I mean Outside of games or or what? It know. could be a game, you know. I know how much you're into Witcher Three and things like that, but it could just be a moment that if you didn't own an Xbox One, you couldn't have had. It's kind of like I'm still kind of waiting for that game that I don't know really, really sucks me in and takes over my life for a while. I don't know if it's just not possible anymore because now I'm like super busy. I used to have a job where, you know, you just, it was nine to five, you finish at five o'clock and then um, that's it. The rest of your evening is dedicated to gaming. But nowadays it's like um, hard to get really sucked into stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's just the the way my life is now, or I don't know if you guys have experienced that as you've gotten older no, man, from I, like I know, the college years. And I know all about that. That's that's me in a nutshell. That's why Ross was uh, making a comment about the fact that me playing Prey for for so long is like really uh, really unusual. I I hardly have time to finish games anymore. I loved The Witcher One. I love The Witcher 2. I was so excited. I have I have a copy of The Witcher 2 that's signed by like half the development team. Uh, and, oh, wow. and so when Witcher 3 came, I was like, yeah, boy, pre-ordered and everything. And then I didn't make any progress. Like the game was just too big. Every time I, <laughs> I every, no, really, every time I opened up The Witcher 3, because I only had like an hour to play, like in a week. So I, I, I boot the game. It's like, all right, I got my hour. And then there'd just be hundreds of side quests and hundreds, like, like what, like 150 hours ahead of me? And I didn't feel like I was making any progress. Like, it actually started to really bother me. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't get anywhere in this game. That's how it felt. And I, I haven't finished it still because I, it just, I just don't have the time for a game of that size. It really upsets me because I was a huge fan. It is a massive game. I still haven't completely finished the final DLC for it, actually. Um, but, you know, the the base game and Hearts of Stone were just absolutely tremendous. Oh, yeah. But um, I think, like, I, I, I don't know. Best Xbox One moments? I don't know. I honestly don't know. As I mean, recently, all I can think about is how surprised I was by Prey and how, like, there was so many, there's so many little details in that game so that, good. um, yeah, it really gave me like, 
it was it was one of the, one of the only games that I've really approached that nostalgic feeling for me this gen, even more so than The Witcher Three did. I think. What was your f- like? I really felt like this was the bio this was the Bioshock, Bioshock sequel that I never really got. Yeah, you know? yeah. For, for me, yeah. it felt like and, um, a, the System Shock sequel that I never really got. But uh, yeah, what was what is your favorite little little detail? Because I can tell everybody mine right now, and that's I love the fact that in the game every person you find every corpse uh has a name and you and can a story you, yeah and you can find their room you can find their bed you can find their things you can f- read their emails sometimes depending on who they are and and you can actually learn like like this person was in a relationship with this person and like i've actually felt really bad finding a random corpse like oh it's 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 this person like oh, it's that guy yeah, yeah. Like, oh and, and my girlfriend's <laughs> like oh he's my favorite and then we start like you know li- liking somebody's and it's like he better not be dead you know <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's- yeah you know honestly i think like recently the the thing that i can think of is is a truly a prey moment and i can't really talk about it without spoiling it but it, it was one of those moments where you you followed the email chains from every single terminal about this specific npc this person going over like their love life and their their childhood and them getting a job at the transstar corporation and then working on all these all these inventions and then you finally get to their like their secret place in the crew quarters and find out the projects they've been working on in secret. You find out the reasons why they were so angry in their psych reports and you find out like all these pieces come together and it's got nothing to do with the main story. And it's just like, wow. I was just like, I actually got a little bit teary eyed at this specific person that I don't want to spoil because it was such a great moment. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, <laughs> It, but the thing is, a lot of people won't even experience that because they won't have they won't have read the emails. They won't have. Uh, it's hard to follow like the names of the specific people, and and there's a lot of stuff that you sort of have to read in between the lines as well. And it's like this guy's really angry in his psych reports, and why is that? And like, what's he hiding and stuff like that? And um, like in his lab, but there's like. There's so many little details. Like, every single whiteboard in the game has something different written on it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no copy and pasted textures for the whiteboards. Every whiteboard has something written on it. And um, in his lab, there's, like, a special coffee mug that if you move it and place it in a certain place, it opens a secret safe, which has, like, secret audio logs and stuff. They didn't need to put all that stuff in the game. It has nothing to do with the main plot. But it makes the world so believable. And um, it's it's those things that I remember in uh, in games and and prey, even though prey was divisive and people wanted a pure shooter, not something that was more stealthy and methodical like Deus Ex. Um, honestly, I have I remember prey for a really long time, and I really hope they get they get a sequel out of it because I think it's a masterpiece. I really do. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So going that. back to the original question, um. For me, it hasn't anything to do with the Xbox, but it was a conference, and it was just when they announced, and it's been mentioned so many times, but backwards compatibility. And I know that sounds weird saying, why is that your favourite moment that you can play old games? But I didn't expect it to ever happen. 
And I remember about getting so excited for when we're getting backwards compatibility. I still get excited on a Tuesday and Thursday when I'm trying to find out what games are still going to come, ones that haven't been made already. And for me, that was the sort of defining moment of Xbox One, mm. being able to play old games. But that's just <laughs> my own personal choice. But yeah, I think that's brought so much. It's changed games with gold, for example. Yeah. If, if someone had asked me uh, if it was possible to emulate the 360 on the Xbox One, I'd bet my entire life savings at, at telling them no. That's why you're poor. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have been betting much. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, please take us on the next story. Sure. Well, actually, the next story was touched on briefly by Jez uh, earlier in the podcast. You can hear me stalling here while I try and figure out what I'm trying to say. Uh, basically, the Destiny Two reveal bombshell dropped on the internet, and it's basically what ninety percent of the posts on the subreddit have been. Um, we should have invested in salt before this. Like we, <laughs> we really should have invested in a salt mine somewhere because uh, uh, a lot of people. Well, you know, it's destiny. It's always been divisive. And this Destiny 2, so people are twice as divisive. Did, did you guys watch the trailers and stuff? I know you did, Jez, because it's like literally your job. But uh, I actually didn't. <laughs> Whoa, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> I haven't watched but, uh, it. I haven't had time. But, well, well then, Ross, did you see the stuff? I did. And, you know, before I seen the trailer, I wasn't that interested because I'm a bit like yourselves that you mentioned earlier. I thought... I'm done with Destiny. I'm, I'm not going to get back into this again. But you know what? It does look good. It does, but... It looks as if they've they've taken the stuff that was wrong with the first game, their criticisms, and thought, let's have another go at this. Yeah, but, you know... And I can't help but get aboard the hype train a little bit. For me, I, I don't like to be overly critical of games, you know that, but... Uh... Or nitpicky, but when I saw the actual gameplay footage, and this really hit me when I was watching the guys from uh, Easy Allies previously game trailers, uh, they had like a, a little, uh, not a little, like a half an hour long video where they talked about their impressions of the game, and it showed lots of raw gameplay footage, and it doesn't look like a sequel. It looks like Destiny, like an expansion. For for example, that they haven't changed the GUI at all. Like, can you think of one yeah. single sequel in history that has exactly the same GUI? I can't. I love that word. And yeah, it's G great. <laughs> for, for anyone who doesn't know, it's GUI, graphical user interface. In other words, all the funny stuff in front of you on, on the screen, like your guns, your ammo, it's exactly the same. And it, it the graphics engine is exactly the same. And to me, it, it's more like... Like, I don't have anything against this. It seems more like a uh, a sequel in the sense of World of Warcraft, like, you know, uh, Burning Crusade and, and that sort of stuff, where they just take the base game and they expand upon it greatly. Uh, uh, but this is what they said they're always going to yes, have done. Yes. You know, right from the initial plan, but, this was... But my, my question is, said, why, yeah. why make it Destiny 2 then? Why, why require a second purchase when you could just uh, have the expansion? And and people who play Destiny One could continue to play. Catch if it was another expansion for Destiny, I wouldn't have even considered picking it up. But the fact that they've put a two in it makes me want it somewhat more. I mean, it's because it's the reset, man. It's the the gear reset. That's the 
That's the... Um, people complain about the gear reset in World of Warcraft, but it's what makes the game fun again, because it's like getting the gear is the fun part yeah, of the game. But I mean... So, like, every time... Um, Every time a new expansion came out, well, I was really happy because it's like everyone resets to zero and then you can have the fun of getting those awesome gear pieces you want. Yeah. Get. And I mean, you know, World of Warcraft wasn't uh, afraid to reset because, you know, they like they in one of the expansions, I can't remember which one it was, but they literally apocalypsed the entire place. Uh, yeah. Do you guys remember which expansion <laughs> that was? But Cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cataclysm, the name. Aptly named, yeah. They just, <laughs> they just apocalypsed the entire world and were like, okay, the whole world is reset, go. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, and, and it was it, great. It was an expansion. It was really cool. You know? So in a way, that's cool. But I mean, what? Here's my thing: when 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 World of Warcraft, because you know it's an MMO, when it moves forward, the world moves forward. Is anyone going to actually play Destiny One after uh, this? That's a very very true. Like, what what, well, what is the point of Destiny One after this? Well, that's that's the that's the big difference, I suppose, with. With the World of Warcraft model, but again, not that much because World of Warcraft always includes uh, a token now to skip the base game when you buy the expansion. So if you go out and buy World of Warcraft Legion, which is the latest expansion, you get a special token to get an instant level one hundred. Um, but the problem with that is that you get like thirty abilities and you don't know what any of them do. Yeah. <laughs> so like you don't learn the game. So I think if you really want the full destiny experience of trying to understand the setting and the way the world works and the way the mechanics of your character work and stuff like that i think destiny wants will still have some value perhaps mm. maybe like obviously it'll be harder to get into raids and stuff because no one will be playing it but i think like like for example i've i've started destiny one over from scratch True. because i want to prepare myself for destiny two which is obviously something that um I'm going to have to play for coverage, you know, even though it's not really a game that I was super interested in. I'm actually quite enjoying playing with playing it with a friend. So I do think Destiny 1 will still have some value in terms of setting the scene and stuff. But one of the things that really annoyed me about Destiny 1 was the, the fact they put the lore on those Grimoire cards. Oh. And they've luckily said they've removed that in Destiny yes. 2. Yeah, it, it is true. They've put it in the it game. It's true what Ross said. You know, I, I didn't mean to come off you know, overly negative. It does really sound like... Despite you know my my minor gripes about the GUI looking the same, for example, they are taking some of the harshest criticism to heart. As you said, I think the thing that so many people complained about was the grimoire cards taking the the lore outside the game. That's that's never a good thing. And no. they're also promising more story. Yeah, which was one of the huge criticisms of the base game before. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for me. The, the one core thing to remember is this is a bungee shooter. Yeah, bungee. It's going to be it's going to be great mechanic. Bungee makes it's going, such going to be shooters. a good mechanic. Like yeah, it's going to be. Bungee fun. should just make a shooter engine that they just sell to so many people <laughs> that, that they could just make a game based on that engine. <laughs> that 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 could work. You you saying that's a bad idea? I think that's a great idea. Man, you should like quit your podcasting job and just become a video game advisor. That sounds great. When do I start? Uh, d- d- don't know. You, <laughs> ask Ross. Ross, Ross yeah. is the number cruncher. Sorry, yeah. I just coughed. Th- thanks for getting rid of him for me. Um, <laughs> let, let, let's move on to the next topic, for the love of God. Well, the next topic comes from Reddit user the Night Knight 77 uh, and is written by Jez Corden. 
and it's from Windows Central, of course. Xbox renewed the trademark to Scalebound, but no, it's not in development. So good news from yourself, Jez. What's your thoughts on all of this? Well, um, the well, obviously Microsoft renewed the trademark, and someone, some random Twitter person, jumped on that as a definitive fact that Microsoft were building the game. And to paraphrase them, they said something like, "Scalebound is now being now back in development in the hands of a trusted internal team at Microsoft." And it's like, so that really i'll just cut in really that was not a random twitter person it was an alternate account of the very infamous mr x media and this gained traction on our subreddit because none of the mods were uh, on deck at the time and by the time we discovered it it was front page uh (laughs) sorry it's funny all all we could do was tag it with um, false info yeah, there are people who take him seriously. I didn't. I hadn't heard of him before this. The 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 X Rays Insider Twitter account. Anyway, I was instantly skeptical just because of the context I know about the game, you know, and and its status and stuff, and also just because renewing a trademark doesn't mean anything whatsoever. And anyway, it wasn't a renewal of the trademark; it was an extension of the trademark. Yeah. And Microsoft would be stupid to let the trademark lapse on something that's so. You know, recent, otherwise recently associated. Anyone could make a scale-bound game after that. Yeah, exactly. So, and then profit off Microsoft's marketing because Microsoft have put the branding out there, you know. So, and it doesn't cost a great deal to extend a trademark. So, somehow from that, they claim they had sources that said Scalebound was back in development. Now, there are websites that believe this guy for whatever reason, but I went to my sources, uh, you know who actually, you know, have proven to be reliable time and time again from from us talking about, the, you know, the Scorpios getting revealed by Eurogamer and, and um, Snap Mode being removed and, you know, ton, the, all, the, all the stuff that we posted that turned out to be accurate and eventually because my boss won't let me post any info that isn't 100% confirmed, basically, because... Now, Windows Central has been leaking stuff for years, whether it's phones or laptops and stuff like that. And we haven't been doing the Xbox thing for very long, but my editor-in-chief wouldn't let me leak something that wasn't 100% legit. Um, And, you know, in his opinion, his standards are much, much higher than mine. (laughs) So, um, basically, I went to my source and said, "Is is there any weight to this? And they said... Uh, 100% not in development at Xbox, nothing to do with Microsoft Studios. And since I saw this rumor going around and I had like 40 DMs about it, I thought I'd just post an icon and say, no, it's not a thing. It isn't a thing. Scalebound is not in development. It's not coming back. Not anytime soon, anyway. Jess, how much of your job now is disproving? Usually I just tend to ignore it, but I just felt like being a dick and destroying everyone's dreams that morning. <laughs> so, yeah. Windows Central, we actually broke the news that Scalebound had been officially cancelled. And the room, there were rumours that came out, but Microsoft contacted us and said, uh, we want to confirm with you that Scalebound has been cancelled, blah, blah, blah. I think it was us and IGN. Uh, God knows why they chose us, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> not not going to complain. No. But um, yeah, we posted that. And uh, they, you know, they were really caught up about it, you know. Mm-hmm. They really something really went wrong with that. 
that whole thing, you know, the Xbox guys were really, I mean, I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast before, but like I interviewed Hideki Kamiya at E3 last year. No, you didn't. Um, no, no, okay. Well, I, I did. I interviewed Hideki Kamiya. I no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, Skype lag. Pre- pretty sure I did. <laughs> Skype lag. Skype lag. I, I, yeah, I interviewed the Scalbone guys, you know, at E3 last year. Um, JP Callums and um, Hideki Kamiya. And they were, like, super upbeat about it. And, you know, <laughs> you know Hideki Kamiya's, like, um, reputation on Twitter for being mean and blocking people and stuff. I was really nervous about it. But he was actually a really, really nice guy. And they were really, like, positive and upbeat about Scalebound and upbeat about the partnership with Microsoft. I didn't get a, even the slightest hint that anything was going wrong with that game at, at that point. Uh I suppose it was about six months before the cancellation happened. So something seriously went wrong along the way. Yeah. It's, it's a shame because Platinum are a good studio. People want to see Platinum do well. Well, you know, I, I, I've I, only got one side of the story, you know. Obviously, this isn't Platinum Games' side of the story, but um, one side of the story I got was that um, Platinum were taking Microsoft's money and not delivering... Uh, key milestones on the game's development so in Microsoft's eyes and again I haven't written this up because I don't know you know there's always two sides to a story and I haven't written this up because it it essentially equate to clickbait because I can't get both sides of the story and I don't want to say definitively this is what happened but this is what I heard happened and um, I heard that basically Platinum were taking Microsoft's money and not delivering on these key milestones and Microsoft basically operate this like zero tolerance policy with being screwed around by second parties you know they took the opinion that they were getting ripped off basically so I don't know but obviously Platinum Games might have a different version of events and um, JP Kellums obviously no longer works at Platinum Games he left the company a few weeks ago so there's a, there's a story there, you know, with JP Kellens yeah. leaving and Microsoft pulling the plug, even though Microsoft knew the damage it would do to their, you know, the, the their image the as, of delivering games. Yeah, the brand, you know, if Microsoft announces any game at E3, people are just going to be like, oh, it'll get cancelled, you know. And that, they had to know that that was, that was what was at stake here with Scalebound, especially when Microsoft, uh, Sony is so dominant with the games narrative right now. They had to know that was at stake, and they still went ahead with it. Something was terribly wrong there. So, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, wish I, I wish I could get all sides of the story, but I can't, which is why I'm not writing it up for now. For now. But if I, yeah. Well, from something that was cancelled to something... There's not long been announced. User Giza Betadat uh, announced this week that The Witcher is getting a series on Netflix. Ooh. Guys, can I just point out how much does Julian Assange know what could get out? <laughs> I can see it. It's in my mind. <laughs> so I just want to get into there. Are you happy about a TV series about a video game, especially one as beloved? It's not out. about a video game. It's a TV series about a book. Oh, it is, isn't yeah, it? That's very true. And the guy who wrote the books hates the games. He's salty as hell. Do you guys know the story behind that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he took funny. the wrong deal yeah. with the finance. And anyone who yeah. doesn't know, basically, he had no faith in the game. And he took a small lump sum for the rights instead of taking like a 
a deal to get a percentage cut of the profits. And so the games went on to make, you know, truckloads of money and he, he you know, left with a cheeseburger, basically. So he's he's salty about that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh, and, was but the funny way. thing about <laughs> it is he's not, he's not shy about how salty he is, so he takes every opportunity he can to to diss the game but uh no it, it should be fun I, I think if it's if it's netflix that means it'll won't won't have any problems being a hard r and you know obviously the witcher is not for kids um yeah there was there's actually a movie already uh in, in in polish and it's awful don't even bother isn't there a tv series as well oh, like an old one it was a movie was split up into parts to become a tv really? series yeah. but yeah no this this has the potential to be good i i know netflix have been a little bit hit and miss with some of their series but i mean when netflix tv is good it's good right so quick question if you i know this is based upon the books but if you could take a video game series from now or in the past, and turn it into a Netflix TV series, what would it be? Borderlands. I knew you were going to say that, Reese. somehow. I just knew. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm not even going to get you to explain it, because it's pretty obvious. So, Jez, have you got any thoughts on this? The first thing that just popped into my head randomly was Silent Hill. That would be a good but TV then series. I, I was thinking, like, how would that work? Would it be kind of... Twin Peaksy, yeah, maybe. Twin, very Twin Peaksy. Uh, it, it couldn't be a straight up horror. They'd have to sort of. That it'd have to be a prequel, like before it got re- Silent Hill got really bad or something. It would be gnarly. Yeah, right. What about you, Ross? <laughs> well, obviously, I'm going to say Rocket League. The TV series. Rocket yeah, League. Rocket League, the TV so, series. Like the Mighty Ducks with cars? Basically, yeah, one little car who's not expected to do anything works his way up to Grand Champion by the end of the season. I'd watch it. It's an animation. The cars talk to each other. Sounds amazing. Actually, it does. Sounds like sounds like Cars meets the Mighty Ducks. What a save. Anyway, Reese, next story. Right. I'll just scroll down here in the show notes. Ah, so another announcement uh, posted by user Will Dearborn. That's a strange name. Uh, is that the sequel to Life Has Straight... Life Has? Life Is Strange has been announced. Did you guys like the first game? Are you excited? Yes. Simple answer to that is yes. I hope they've left those characters behind because I don't really need to see them again. And just setting something new in a different location with that engine and, and that... I, I just please, want something please, new from can them. I, can I just interject? Please don't spoil because I still haven't finished it. Oh, I wouldn't spoil it. I wouldn't spoil I, it. But I, I've seen... I haven't, I haven't, like, I, I couldn't get past it, the, the dialogue. I'm sorry. It was hella bad. I like the dialogue. The dialogue it's, is it's, amazing it's, in that game. Bad. That's how I used to talk when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, probably, same. Probably. So that, that, that's how I take it. It's like, the dialogue might be a bit awkward and quirky, but teenagers are awkward and quirky, so yeah, no, I'll allow it. Again, it's, it's a time thing for me, but I have heard nothing but good things about the game. Yeah, like... I, this is probably the biggest announcement that I've had this year for a sequel. If I'm honest with you, like, Life is Strange is such, it's, it's one of those games I think nearly everybody owns by now because it's been in sale for like five dollars. I even gave the first episode um, free, that's how I came into its position. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It had good mechanics, it had good writing, it had 
fantastic characters. If they can recapture that with the sequel, I think everyone is going to be into an absolute treat. And I tell you something, Telltale could learn a lot from these guys. Except for the Telltale Borderlands game, that was perfect. Okay. <laughs> Reese, I think we've got a bit of an announcement about the subreddit, we, so I'll let we you do, yes. confirm this one. Thanks, Ross. It is, in fact, the final topic for today, and it's a great way to end the podcast, and that's congratulations, everybody. But today we hit 400,000 subscribers. Woo! That's a lot. I, sh- I, I should have, like, hit, like, uh, uh, if, if I'd known, I would have had, like, one of those things that makes that... But sadly, I, I didn't. Yeah, but yeah, four hundred thousand. That's great. We, How does that compare to the PlayStation subreddit? Out of interest, we're do you know? just behind. I think. I think they have like four hundred something. See, that's interesting given the install base disparity. Yeah, it, they should be eight hundred thousand if if we're going by install base. Hold on, I'll just check. Yeah. And in fact, we we have a moderator who we share on the uh, on a PS4 subreddit. Our beloved Falcon Box, aka Dave. Uh, that guy always deletes my threads. Really? I hate him. That's that's nah. that's that's Dave. They have. Uh, <laughs> I'm weaving that, and that's no, not that's getting great. cut. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, they have 485,000 subscribers, so they're 85,000 ahead of us, or actually they're about 80,000. That's actually not that much. Yep, yeah, I like to think it's because of this podcast. I, absolutely, 100% but- is yes. Definitely. <laughs> but no, wait, thanks to every single one of the subscribers in there. Like, I'm on the subreddit every single day, and I am one of the workers. I don't comment as much as I would probably like, but every single person that posts and comments and gives their opinion on things makes it the best place to go to read for the Xbox stuff. Jess is on there all the time. You see his username pop up. His articles go on there. We see I'm on articles from everywhere. <laughs> you are sad. on Reddit. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's the place to be, I think, for, for Xbox mean, and to, to read all the latest news and, and offer your opinion on it. And I don't know how I'd get through work. So, like, <laughs> I have to, this, this is a bit weird for me because, you know, I, I have to try and sound like I'm not tooting my own horn here, but because, you know, I am actually only just a, a janitor, so I... Uh, I guess it's it's all it's all on you guys rather than me. But our subreddit, I think I can safely say, is the best place on the internet for discussion about Xbox One. If you're a fan, there's no better place to be. Not only are we the largest Xbox One community online, but we have uh, Major Nelson popping in every single day to, to to comment. We have people like you know Jez uh, and and other other writers popping in every single day. The subreddit is full of developers and industry people. We have uh, a dedicated team for Microsoft, two dedicated teams, actually, a tech support team and a preview program help team who have Xbox Live, sorry, who have Reddit accounts that, are, that, that their job is to browse Reddit on our subreddit and answer your questions. You know, there, there's nowhere else like this and uh, it's it's you guys that have that have built this. So uh, so well done. This is this is your victory. And as a congratulations, you can have some free Overwatch this weekend. Yeah, Maybe. that was entirely us. Microsoft Blizzard <laughs> called us up like, "Yo, guys, we heard." No, but but seriously, yeah, Overwatch is free this weekend. Sophia will be happy. She will. Well, it's a bit of a disjointed episode. No interview. Jez has just came along to have a little bit of chat about things and is clicking away in the background. 
I try to I'm trying to mute when when the clicks are clearly clearly not working out. But you know, can I can I just throw a random topic in here Please. that is breaking news? Yep. That is breaking news. Breaking. Go for that. Red Dead Redemption Two has been delayed till spring 2018. What? What? Ne- what? Wow. Yeah, it's been delayed. Breaking news. Like th- just, just this second. Out. Yeah, Rockstar just announced it. Um, so let's 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 drop that. And so some breaking news, as you said, there. Red Dead Two delayed. Reese, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jez, so you got to rush off to write this up. No, I just I was clicking to tell someone else to do it. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of people expected this because isn't this this is pretty much a thing for Rockstar to do yep. delay stuff. Yep. But it's it's kind of interesting and relevant because um, I actually leaked in March that Red Dead Redemption Two is a 4K game on Scorpio, mm-hmm. and um, they did show some new screenshots as well, and they look absolutely stunning. They're probably up on the Reddit right now. Um, on the subreddit, rather. So it looks... I mean, it's like they announced the delay and they're like, yes, the game's delayed, but here's some screenshots to tide you over for six months. <laughs> so well, I, well, a year I, I just, for six months. I, I just went yeah. to the sub. It's number four already uh, from yeah. the top. And I, I open up the comments and the first comment is, very disappointing, but hopefully the additional development time will give an exceptional 4K Scorpio version. And then, of course, Falcon Box, who you who love so much, chimes in here and says, <laughs> clearly it was delayed so they could work on the Switch version, right? <laughs> How come he's allowed to shit post, but not me? <laughs> I posted at Christmas, right? I've got, I've got a bone to pick with Falcon Box right now. Okay. At Christmas, I posted a really great picture of my cat with an Xbox controller, and he deleted it. Oh, and it was no! Off. Oh, it Christmas. got like 300 upvotes. And he deleted it saying it was off topic. <laughs> and <laughs> I've never heard anything which is more on topic in my life. <laughs> oh, that's great. It, maybe maybe he was completely in the in the right to do that, but it was a cat with an Xbox controller at Christmas. Have a heart, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know where to do with that then? Go to Neil Gaff. Oh. But uh, anyway, with that, I think we'll take us out of here. Yes. So, Jez, thank you so much for taking the time. To join us. Thanks for having me. I'm surprised that Reece, you, you, you want me back. Of course we. I'm do. surprised that you want me, but maybe not now. Yeah. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reese, it's been a pleasure as always. And for another week, Xbox, turn off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.